The following program has been pre-recorded. This week on Belonging, we'll talk to Father Gervon, our co-host, to learn more a little bit about his life. I'm the Episcopal Master of Ceremonies. Hmm. So pretty much what I do is I make sure that the bishop looks good. We'll learn about where he came from in Brazil. About 10 years ago, I was selling sushi. So I was a manager for three sushi restaurants in Brazil. His life in the seminary. So that was third time I was kicked out of the church. And where he is today in Tennessee. This week on Belonging. Next. This program is made possible by the generous donations of Jeannie and Bill Stayskull, members of Christ the King Parish in Nashville, and by a grant from the Cook Foundation. Take advantage of the many opportunities for young people in the Nashville Diocese to connect and find belonging. Like University Catholic, a community of college-age students who are serious about their faith and unite in fellowship and friendship to deepen their personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Go to universitycatholic.org to find out more. You can also connect with young Catholics like you by attending events like Summit Music City. It's a night of music followed by adoration and reconciliation. It's free and open to young people of all faiths. Go to soundscatholic.com. Or try Theology on Tap, where you can gather with other people in their 20s and 30s like you who want to learn more about their faith while enjoying a beverage together. Join Theology on Tap Nashville on Facebook for events and times. Hello and welcome to Belonging on Nashville Catholic Radio, where each week we interview different guests detailing different parts of young adult life or just life in general, whether it be finances and budgeting or dealing with relationships or dealing with addiction, sadly, sometimes. Uh, my name is Zach Jansen. I grew up here in Nashville, and I'm a recent graduate of Belmont University. Uh, every week I co-host this show with Father Gervon, and while we have different guests come on every week, uh, this week for something special, his birthday is coming up on December 24th, Christmas Eve, and we'd like to do an interview with him for the audience to know more about where he is and where he comes from. And uh, So, Father, even though you're here every time, Thank you for being here today. Yeah, thank you for having me here today. <laughs> here. Even though you're already here. Um, well, we started the show back in, I guess, March or April. So I appreciate you just all your hard work for, for making this happen and, and seeing how far we've come with getting guests on the show. Yes, it's it's you know, it's pretty cool. I, As I was talking to uh, you guys last time, I had a radio show in Brazil. Uh, so it's kind of something that is familiar to me but you know in a new mm -hmm. way and I think I feel like everybody in the diocese is slowly noting who you are or at least they, they, they always see you there, there's an ordination match or wherever the bishop's celebrating are you generally there or? I am it's funny one of the things that I do in the diocese I'm the it's a it's a you know it's a pretty fancy title it's I'm the Episcopal Master of Ceremonies hmm. so pretty much what I do is I make sure that the bishop looks good <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only time that I tell him what to do and he obeys. So that's awesome. Speaking of that, I've, I, I can imagine the toll it takes on him sometimes as far as like where he, all the, I think there's a dinner every night. and it's Yeah, there is always, you know, there's, I don't know how he does that. And the good thing is I'm, my, my part is to be the bad guy. You really, know, the yeah, bad guy? So it's like, uh, you can't do this. No, stop it. Put yeah. your mask on. So I like that. Really? <laughs> so, you know, so the bishop can be the... The nice guy, you know, mm. you know, and he, I kind of know what he wants to do and how he wants to do. So he just like, you know, the pastor come, oh, Bishop, we want to do this. Talk to Father Jervon, you know, so I can, you know, it's not a Bishop saying, no, it's me, you know, so it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> so last, last thing, one of the funniest things I heard is when you told our, uh, our engineer, Jim, is that, uh, 
I didn't have to be there. I heard that homily before or whatever. Yes, but I don't know. Yes, I yes, <laughs> it was, it's, it's funny because I kind of know the homilies and how it goes, you know. <laughs> and it's funny because uh, I was talking to Father Gilstrap a couple of weeks ago yeah. on his uh, installation. And I kind of know exactly what the bishop is going to say. And yeah. he was just like, Bishop heard and said, you know, and he's going to say this and this and this. And he, Bishop just kind of shake his head and <laughs> like, oh, Father Jerome. He's like, yes, Bishop. So it's it's a pretty cool, it's a pretty cool kind of wow. relationship. And it's, it's, it's awesome to be in that position, help, you know, other people. And yeah, so it's good. Well, seeing where you are today and uh, as helping the bishop and doing so much with the University Catholic with all those students, um, for those who don't know, and I, I see on, on your, if, if you want to look up, Father Gervon is very active on social media. If you just type in Father Gervon, uh, there, there's so much credits and criteria of where you've been and where you are now. Um, I feel like there's there's so many places to start, but where were you Where were you when you were kind of my age, in your early 20s? And were you in Brazil? I'm yeah, sure. I was in Brazil. Like, about 10 years ago, I was... Um, Selling sushi, so I was a manager for three sushi restaurants in Brazil. Gosh! And at that point, uh, you know, I got—I knew that God was calling me to be a priest. Uh, my mom is gonna say, "Like you were lost," and I was never lost. I kind of knew where I was going, but you know, if you want to make, you know, if you want to make God laugh, make some plans. Hmm. And having done my first community, I was 18 years old. So, but at that time, I was really kind of going to mass every Sunday because somehow I was attracted to mass. I was like, "This is something different that happens here." Hmm. Uh, for a couple of years, um, I was maybe fourteen or so. I came back to the catechism, but it was like on the same, in the same class with the nine, ten years old. So it didn't work, you know. Wow. So this, uh, I was like a troublemaker. <laughs> so the nuns told my mom that they did not want me back. Yeah. So I was kicked out of the church at that point. And, you know, my parents didn't really have faith as something that was, like, important for them. Or, you know, those kind of would go for, uh, you know, First Communions and, and you know, hmm. funerals and maybe at Easter and Christmas, you know. But then... I became an exchange student. I came to Cookville High School when I was 15 years old. My host family really didn't had any religious. So not a, not, at that point, it really didn't meant anything to me. You were in Cookville when I you were 15. I was in Cookville when I was, uh, I was no an exchange way. student. Yes, I was an exchange. I know there's student. not much out there, really. Uh, yeah, but. no. There was, <laughs> at that point, it was no. It was 1996, wow. and there was no Starbucks. There was nothing. You know, Tennessee Tech was there. My my host parents uh, both were uh, were professors at Tennessee Tech, hmm. but you know, got that you know when this year went back home and started to work with the exchange program that I came. So I was coming back to visit my fam- my host family. That really became a family to me about two or three times a year. Hmm. And but then when I was that that time about that time I was kind of you know I started to kind of go back to mass even though I haven't done my first communion, but somehow. You know, kind of the gaze of the Lord kind of got me. Hmm. And I started to go. And then my sister, she's three year, three years younger than me. She started to do her uh, catechism for her confirmation. So I kind of went there too. And, you know, long story short, at the end of the year, I received my, I received my, my 
confirmation but before that we had like a sunday retreat and i went to confession for the first time and you know that night i received my first communion hmm. the year 2000 was a year that really changed my life i did a life in the holy spirit seminar hmm. with this community in brazil and it really changed my life i felt that i was loved by god so i started to participate in prayer groups in that community and sure enough next year i became uh part of their vocation meetings and I uh, started to, I was a missionary for three years. Hmm. So it was kind of a religious religious order. And right after that, I uh, spent three years in this religious order, two years as apostle, and then I went to the novitiate of the community. And then the formator just looked at me one day and said, you know, we don't think that you're in the right place. So really? They kicked me out of there. So th- th- strike two. Wow. So I was kicked out and, you know, came back home. It was kind of. Were you in I, your mid-20s or late 20s? I was about 22, 23. And I entered the seminary. And I was always like a little bit uh, outspoken and, you know, spoke my mind. And <laughs> sometimes the formating people do not like that. Mm-hmm. So sure enough, four months later, they well, and when I was, <laughs> I was kicked out again of the seminary. I remember it was the year of the priest. We had a beautiful celebration at the cathedral in the diocese where I was from, and everything. You know, we have this mass for vocation. And like I was on fire. When I got to the seminary, the vice rector just say, "Pack and leave." And I was like, "Excuse me." He's like, "Pack and leave." And I said, "Why?" It's like, "Because I said so." Wow. And I said, okay, so that was third time I was kicked out of the church. And at that point, I remember the prayer that I did. I was like, you know, I went to the Blessed Sacrament, and I said, I was mad. <laughs> I said, if you want me to be a priest, you have to work on that because I'm done. I'm done with you. I'm not going to do anything. And, you know, be careful what you pray. So I did that, you know, and... uh that's it. I was like, okay, I'm done. And then I, I decided to finish the you know philosophy because like I'm, I'm a semester away, hmm. so I finished philosophy, and then just like you know, it was like a couple of years, couple of months later, my host family called me and said, hey, why don't you come visit us? And I was like, well, right now I can't. I don't have the money for the ticket. It's like, well, we have some miles there about to expire. So why don't you come? And I was like, absolutely. Free, whatever it is, don't you need to know what it is. It is free, I'm in. Wow. And had you seen them in a while? Or I haven't seen it. It'll be a couple of years since the last I saw them. Yeah. You know, enter the seminary and all that stuff. So I came and visited them. And then, you know, I went to this website, Nashville Priest, and kind of sent an email to this guy called Tom Samurai. No way. Yeah. Oh and never, of course, never heard back from him. <laughs> And then, you know, at that time I was a lay consecrated person and going to Mass every day until one day, the week that I was coming back home, I said, talk to, the, to uh, Father Reed. He was a Salvatorian priest and he said, I said, hey, how do you become a seminarian here, you know? So he was like, well, you want to be a Salvatorian? I said, no, <laughs> I want to be a diocesan. He's like, oh, call this guy. Don't Samurai. <laughs> I said, I, I, I emailed him. He never, you know, he never. Yeah. And he's like, call him. I said, yes, sir. So, you know, call him. Long story short, next morning, Don Samurai drove to, because at that time he was uh, kind of helping Bishop Choby huh. with vocation. So next morning he drove to Cookville. We <laughs> met after mass. 
and great conversation. He said, well, everything looks good for me. Next step is talking to the bishop. Hmm. So, you know, he called the bishop. Bishop was in the office by the time we were saying goodbyes, whatnot. The bishop called him back. Like, what is going on? And if you knew Bishop Joby, he was really kind of, you know, for vocation, he would drive whatever place. And he's like, you know, Tom, now Deacon Tom, talked to him and said, hey, we have this guy here from Brazil, and he looks like a decent guy. So we want you to talk to him. So Bishop said, I'll go to said, no, Bishop. <laughs> I'll drive to Nashville. It's fine. So my host parent, um, my host dad drove me to Nashville. Met with Bishop Choby, you know, kind of told him my story, how I was being kicked out of the church so many times and this and that. And he's like, ah, it looks good for me. So here's the application. Write your, you know, stuff. And So that was March of 2000. Really? Yep. And wow. I went back home. You know, got like a couple of people that knew me since I was a teenager. And uh, they wrote me recommendation letters and everything. And of course, I didn't say anything to my parents about this, you know, because it was huh. like. Kind of a couple of months later, uh, the flood in Nashville came. Oh, 2010. 2011, yeah. Yeah, 2010. So Bishop Truby was really busy and all that stuff. So I was just kind of waiting. At that time, I kind of had a feeling that, you know, this whole thing here was going to work. So I, you know, stopped and I quit my job. Couldn't say my parents why I was quitting my job because, you know, it was like no sense. <laughs> How are you going to, you know, it's fine. You know, I just need some time off. Anyways, July 16, I got an email from the diocese saying, you know, fill this application to San Antonio. Wow. So I did, and that night that night was the <coughs> night that I put my parents together after the news, turned the TV off, and said, we need to talk. And they're like, what? What did you do? I was like, well, I kind of told the whole story when I went, you know, when I came to Tennessee, I had a conversation with Bishop Choby and all this stuff and they accepted me in the diocese and my mom was like how about if it doesn't work I'll come back hmm. you know I feel that that's where I'm you know God is calling me so I'm, I'm gonna go hmm. then you know a couple of maybe a week and a half later or whatnot a month later you know between sending applications and receiving, you know, I-20s and going to the to the consulate, American consulate in a city next to me and buying stuff and get ready. Sure enough, August 16, I was with my suitcase coming to the U.S. So wow. Got here in Nashville. Uh, Bishop Choby was there waiting to receive me and... That night, I went to Cookville, spent the night with my parents, my host parents. Next morning, they drove me to the Catholic Center, you know, signed all the paperwork and everything, got my check with all the expenses that I had incurred to be here, <laughs> and I was my way to San Antonio. Speaking of your parents, what, what was your family like? What kind of family did you come from and your siblings? Yeah, I have what? one sister. Mm -hmm. uh, I am the firstborn of my family, and I, my grandmother, my mom's mom, had two two daughters, mm -hmm. my mom and my aunt, and she always wanted um, she always wanted uh, a son, uh, and I kind of was that son that she never had. You wow. know? So she, you know, I was born with some things on my feet so I had to do surgery you know like I started to have like cast on my feet I had like a, it's, I think it's called like the club feet or whatever it's called but anyways 
started to do surgeries and everything. And my parents were like new. My mother was an English teacher in Brazil, so not a lot of money involved. And my grandmother was a little bit more not rich, but had a lot of more resources. So she kind of really adopted me and ended up at the end adopting me. So I became, you know, adopted by my, like when we talk about the adoption episode. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So my grandmother adopted me. And yeah, so yeah, my sister and I, and yeah, I went to a Baptist school. Yeah. It was kind of the, the, the best school that we had in my hometown. So I went to the Baptist school. They have really poor evangelization. They didn't get me. <laughs> to become Baptist, <laughs> uh, but you know, yeah, that's kind of, yeah, that's the the family that I came from. And so you were sixteen then, in this. I was sixteen when I no, I was sixteen when I came to the. Mm-hmm. I was sixteen when I came as an exchange student, mm-hmm. and then and when I came as a seminary, I was thirty. Thirty, okay, 29. yeah. Wow. Then was you know San Antonio for um, four years, and then got ordained after the third year. And then after the fourth year in 2014, I was ordained with uh, nine more men. Wow. And uh, just laying down your life there. And speaking of that kind of transition of the, of the seminary, I found an amazing story just a few days ago on Saturday. I talked to a, a nice man. I, I have the privilege of playing at, uh, a, here it goes, St. Lawrence in Jolton, Tennessee. And I talked to a man. I said, I do a radio show with Father Javon. And he said, oh, I know Father G. And oh, I my s- gosh. And uh, Wagner was there last yes, day. Yes, and I said, I said, really, he pointed to a house. He said, he used to live right there. And his grocery bills were crazy. And I thought, <laughs> what? And so well, t- tell me. And he said, we had a giant buffet with for a fundraiser for 1600 uh, is It starts with a P. Parea? Is that how you say it? I don't remember the name of it. But uh, of the dish or something he said it was this big and uh but tell me your, your how what what does cooking involve in your life as a chef yeah i mean it's, so, it's, it's who you are right yeah so my family you know my my grandmother when my mom was getting married she did not like any of the dresses so she decided to make my mom's wedding dress and that became a became a business for her and then my aunt and my mom was always like you know uh so it was kind of a complete thing. So my grandmother did the whole part of the dressing and all that stuff, and my aunt did the, like the catering, the buffet, and all that stuff. So that's kind of a growing up. That was my, you know, and like any like birthday parties in Brazil, like easily you have like a hundred people or whatever. So my parents would start to cook like two or three days before. So that's kind of how I kind of grew up, you know. And then, wow. so yeah, so the cooking thing just came in really natural for me and then kind of at one point when I was you know after college and everything to get some money I worked with my mom in the catering business and kind of yeah so it kind of really and I like to cook so it's kind of Mm. the it was kind of fun I was fun to have that you know that opportunity and never I never had like any formal like chef training school whatever but you were on a cook weren't you on, I, I, weren't you on the yes, news once yes. I remember I see that I love that too. yeah so I like to cook <laughs> and everything so yeah it was funny because it was one of the priests in the diocese he actually is a you know yeah is a went to school to be a chef and everything and one day we had some kind of we had last summer we had a uh all the priests got together. It's like how, teach them how to cook and everything. So I, I, I got my, you know, my chef, coach and every coat and everything. He's like, you, 
I have my because you know I it was a lot of sweat and this and this. I I own my it's like I bought my at Amazon, you know, like I <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So and then working in a sushi restaurant, I kind of you know whenever the restaurant was really busy, I would jump in and you know got the sushi or do something. So they, there was something that wow I just liked you, you know. Um, going back to that connection as saying at St. Lawrence, he, he had a son at Father Ryan, but he talked about your, your time at that school. Maybe you can elaborate more about that. Yeah. But he, he was saying Father was so involved there. He was at every event, every dinner fundraiser thing. Yeah. And they would ask him, they said, Father, what are you, you don't, what are you doing here? And he kind of summed up your words saying, where else would I be? This is what I'm made to do. And yeah. What was your time like in high school? Yeah, I think that, school? yeah, I was sent back to high school, you know, for four <laughs> years. Uh, and then I took a gap year and then I went to college. Uh, you know, at yeah. university. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that was good. Uh, <laughs> but I think that, you know, the first thing I remember, the first thing that I did that, it was like, how how I can be the presence of God to those kids? Mm-hmm. You know, they will not go to Mass, just because I want them to go, and I want them to go. So what I think was like first, the first thing that I got there, I went to the spirit store and I said, I want a jacket. I want like a Father Ryan jacket. And then I said, Can you put Chaplin on the back? So they said, Sure. So you know, I got my jacket with Chaplin, and then I just start to show up to stuff. Wow. Football games, I was there, you know, and I, you know, and then we had the football players mass. Really? So, you know, I was like, you know, I started to get to know the kids and, you know, and know who they were and everything on the sidelines, you know, it was like a, never, at that point I did not understand football. It took a <laughs> couple of years and somebody just sat down with me and it's kind of like, why is this first, first down, second down? I was like, what the heck is this? Like, I don't understand this. I really, because for me, you know, football is soccer. Yeah. So much, you know, the goal is there, you kick the ball, get in, you get point. One point, point. <laughs> But anyways, and I started to show up stuff, you mm-hmm. know, and then I remember when I was an exchange, my, my, my host brother was in the band. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how to play anything. I don't know how to read music or sing. I mean, I can't sing, but it's not good. <laughs> and then I knew how the band helped me to, I was like the hoodie or whatever, uh, hooky, whatever they carry, mm-hmm. the props and everything, you know, and and they start to be, you know, kind of engaged in the band. And it was like, you know, so sure. Like, they would go to the competitions, and I was like, hey, let me go with you guys. And then I said, hey, I'm going to do mass. Who wants to go to mass? Wow. You know, if it was, you know, Sunday mass, we all had to go. But, and I started to do this. And then I remember, first or second, we had a cruise for the band. Really? And then I went to the cruise with the band, you know. And then we had mass every day. So, you know, really? whatever the curfew was for the kids, we had mass 30 minutes beforehand. Hmm. And with those those band kids, they start, when we finished the cruise and everything, they came uh, came back to school and they start to go to mass. Wow. And then kind of, that's kind of, you know, when I got there, there was no that many kids going to mass. And then, you know, when I left, we had about 50, 60 kids going to mass, daily mass. Really? You yeah. inspired that many of them? Well, then? And again, that's what I was saying. It it's their not that I too. aspire. I point to Jesus. It's up to them to choose wow. to find Jesus. You know, so I was I was in the football games. I was in the basketball games. I, because, not, you know, right now they knew me because I was there where they were. Hmm. And I was able to invite them to come where they should be. And as, as you talk about kind of being at, at Father Ryan and you joked going to, to 
the university Catholic. What's it like? I don't know if being moved around is the white word, but being in different environments every few years, does it kind of change or refresh things, or is it it starting over or not? I think it's good for you know. Nobody likes to change. Nobody likes change. Period. You know, and then after five, six years, you're like, you know, I like this. I know what I'm doing. Like as a priest, you know, first year is like, what the heck I'm doing? I have no idea. By the second, third year is like, oh, I care. You know, I kind of know. I have to do this. I have to do that. But then. It helps every couple of years. You know, there is a there is a beauty on this. Every six years as a as a pastor, you're going to change. How much are you looking forward to just going back home and, and to, to Brazil as well? Yeah, it's it's and it's kind of because you know my four years, my first four years, I was in high school, so I always had like the high school schedule. You know, yeah. so it was always good to kind of you know. As a seminary, I, I had the blessing to go like two times a year to Brazil. You know, I was always going to summer for two weeks and then two weeks um, during Christmas time so it was always good to be there but as I became a priest my first year as a priest uh, it was a pretty cool story I was I went to the Holy Land because I was at Father Ryan so I didn't Uh have parish I didn't have parish assignment at that time so I went to the Holy Land and then my first Christmas Eve mass was in Bethlehem Wow. At midnight, on it was ama- it was am- on my birthday. It was amazing. <laughs> I was like yes, <laughs> like this is awesome, you know. Uh, but yeah, it was like the first, the first, my first Christmas Eve as a priest was in Bethlehem. Hmm. I mean, I mean, it was great. Um, well, thank you so much, Father, just for for being a part of this show. It was pretty amazing when we started this. Uh, when I was sitting down with Jim and, and John Posio, was how to outline this, and we thought. Uh, I think it'd be great to have uh, insight from a priest, and I just I remember seeing you a lot at, at the Catholic uh, campuses, and uh, uh, it's it's been pretty amazing seeing all, all of our guests here, and how we're learning more about ourselves and just and our lives too, and the people in the community that we maybe didn't know about. Yeah, and I think that you know it's kind of inspire us. You know, every time that mm-hmm. we hear somebody here, I think it's hopefully the people who are listening to us kind of have the same thing. You know, it's just. People, you know. I think, like Jim said, like his, he, he told his wife, I guess that uh, it's when I go there, it's, it's, not, it's not me doing a thing; they're changing me. These these people are. And I think that's how that I feel. Way. You know, that's how I feel being a priest. You know, is I think that being a priest is being the pipe for really? God's grace. Uh-huh. You know, it's just kind of being here, and it's not because you know people don't need me. People mm. need Jesus. Mm. You know, so I think it's 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 a it's a it's a great opportunity for us as priests, and I think you can ask that for any priest to see the sacred. You know, like either during the sacraments, you know, of course, celebrating mass or you know, hearing confession, or you know, sometimes it's just being with somebody that is just like you know, I'm here with you, and sometimes it's not doing or saying anything; it's just the ministry of the presence. Mm-hmm. So that persons can know that they are not alone. Hmm. So I think that's kind of the the blessing about you know being priests is being you know hmm. whatever we do it's yeah it's fine it's you know it's important but it's, I think the biggest thing is you are there. Wow, was well, that reminder of, of being and giving people bringing people to Jesus? Um, thank you, Father, just for just sharing your life, giving your testimony to us just briefly here. Um, thank you to everyone in our listening audience as well. And we hope you enjoy what you heard, learning more about uh, uh, Father Gervon and just 
maybe find more about yourselves to it as you listen. Hopefully you're going along this journey with us as we bring in all kinds of people. Uh, and just thanks for being a part of this journey. We're having fun with it. Uh, just taking it a day at a time. And just remember, you can always uh, find any of our episodes wherever you get your podcast by searching Belonging for Young Catholic Adults. We're also on 100.5 FM. Uh, my name is Zach Jansen. Thank you for listening to Belonging on Nashville Catholic Radio. On the next Belonging, the show for young Catholic adults, we'll talk to Pat McMahon, a student at Aquinas College here in Nashville. You know, there's plenty of things that I don't want to do, but I must at least intend toward them. He talks about what gets him through the day-to-day life to find what's next in the future. So many of our problems are just derived from us trying to solve our problems. Sometimes you just have to sit there and just recognize, like, yes, this is the cross. Lord, may I be like unto you in it. This week on Belonging, Thursdays at 11 a.m. on Nashville Catholic Radio.